Ooh, give me some more flavor. It's the untitled Yeah, boo, talk your shit. Let me just take you somewhere secret. Gonna cut all of the lights down. Don't forget all about your boy. We gonna just flow with what we feel. Let's share a few private thoughts of my chest. I'll put your sex. Let me simplify the things in life that you it's find. It's the Untitled Podcast. You heard about me because you're a scarecrow groupie. But there's no pressure on you because you know what you must do. Check this out. Let's have a drink and I'll give you time. Welcome to the Untitled Podcast, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, aka the greatest show on earth. Um, got a familiar voice back with us. Second episode of the new year. Um, everybody's favorite, fan favorite. <laughs> if you don't know by 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 the song selection, you know I me. Mean? We got a lot of a lot of women heavy topics, so we had to get our our, our female correspondent here. Just to clear a few things up, man. So without further ado, man, big tip. Hey, everybody. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. How you feeling? How's everything? I How's mean, you know, life? I'm blessed. Highly favored. Mm-hmm. Say that there. Devil can't stop shit. Won't stop shit. Can't. Can't. Hallelujah. No, we were talking about parents last time you was on. My pops was saying, hey, somebody asked my pops how he doing. He said, can't kill. What do you say? Can't kill nothing, won't die. Yeah, it is. I don't know what the fuck that means, but it sounds smooth. Listen, old head at the gas station was like, hey, how you doing? Can't call it, won't spoil it. Oh shit! I said, "Yeah, it is." Yeah, put that in my pocket. I put that in my pocket. I can't wait to be an old nigga. I don't know what I'm gonna say when I'm old, but I can't wait to be saying shit. Yeah, just okay. be just, just off the fly. The yeah. First thing come to your mind. Mm-hmm. Just can't wait. Can't mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Well, yeah. So, man, 2024, we in full swing, and, and the bullshit has started. It has early. Yes, it is. Early. And um, I'm a willing participant. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. You, you, you absolutely are. As usual, I'll tell you, I took my favorite toddler. 
I am Angelica Pickles. It's so nice to be with you all this evening. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Of the Rugrats. Of the Rugrats. Um, before we do start in the foolishness, um, do want to send condolences, um, thoughts, prayers, all the things needed for healing um, to Brianna Moffitt uh, family. Um, you know, a soldier from Savannah uh, died in a drone attack in Jordan. Yeah. Um, so thoughts and prayers. Hell of a way to start a year. Absolutely. And so the Moffats actually go to church with my mom. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. And um, she's a part of the younger group of people from the church that I grew up in. Um, but they are taking it very, very, very hard. I mean, as expected. But you hear about people, you know, being deployed. And you talk about other service members that, you know, they, they share the announcement that they make when you first get there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to make it home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... While that's kind of like dreary and gloomy, you hear that, but you, you know, that's not what you expect, especially not somebody you know. Absolutely. So, sincere condolences to the Moffitt family. Yeah, no, absolutely. With a, a brother and sister-in-law who are both Army um, and stationed out in Hawaii, which sounds like vacation, which it has been for them. You know, I mean, I know the first time they told me, like, it was morbid, but my first thought was... Pearl Harbor out there, yeah. Like, and you don't, you don't realize how close. So, first, you don't realize how far out Hawaii, Hawaii is. is. Yeah. Like, it's actually a longer flight from. If you let's say you're going from Savannah to Hawaii, it's a f- longer flight from uh, California from LA to Hawaii than it is from Savannah to LA. Like, so that mm. kind of tells you how far out it is, yeah. and with that, how close it is to. You know what I mean? These Asian countries that we clearly got beef with the Koreas and clearly. the Chinas. Because we stay in some shit. Yeah, well, we stay in some shit now. That's one thing we're going to do is get into some shit. I ain't lying. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. We, that's, some, that's not a topic we got, but we might be able to get me on to catch that one. But yeah. So just thinking about that, having family, service members, um, you know, that are family, you think about that. Like that's kind of a, you know, because we see obviously the, the unrest in the Middle East and all these things. And, you know, we love playing Captain Saberho. And you putting people in the middle of it who are fighting a fight that they don't even believe in. Yeah. You know? It's, it, it's really a lot of young people trying to make ends meet. And, that's it. You know? The marketing and advertisement is appeal, <laughs> it's appealing. Be all you could be. You, you know, see what you, I'm saying? Get you a charger, challenger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you're good. <laughs> get you a little wife or something? Come on, man. Shoot. A couple of them. You, you see what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's a business out there. Man. Yeah, so, so you know what I mean? So, thoughts and prayers for sure, because, again, you know, a lot of times there are, like you said, so there are people, obviously, who want to go to the Army because of that's something that they've wanted to do. Um, but there's also people who, you know, again, are trying to make, make ends meet. They're young, and, you know, they're trying to find something. Absolutely. You know, set of a foundation, which I salute and support. Um, but this is the, 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 the ill side of it. I mean, actually, she was in the um, Army Reserve. Yeah, she was a reserve specialist. You know I mean, yeah. So, you know, obviously, that's something that you're not expecting. Absolutely. You never expect it, but even more so, you don't expect it in that case, man. So, so again, man, thoughts, prayers, man. I, I wish healing upon that family, man, and strength, because that's, that's tough. Yeah, it is. That's tough, man. I, it's, it's details in it that I wouldn't even want to you know, get into just involving that and what that mm-hmm. would mean with, you know, with bodies and bringing it back and all that, man. So I think she has arrived stateside. Okay. I think her family has met with the president. And um, there'll be a funeral in Savannah soon. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, so everyone from my mom's church is like all torn up about it. But no, sincere condolences to the Moffats. Yes. That's intense. And then so someone else from their, I don't know what you call it, their infantry or mm-hmm. their little group was right. from Waycross. Okay. And her best friend was killed as well. So the three of them, they were all from the same kind of area, area yeah. code for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was the guy from Waycross, her best friend, and her. Um, but yeah, young people with bright futures. Yeah, now, absolutely. And you know, I don't think people really realize, you know, just being in Georgia, like this is essentially a military type of state. I mean, you got Fort Gordon, which is communications. Yeah. You got um, Fort Stewart, which is infantry. I mean, I don't know if people remember, but when we were younger, we uh, marched through Iraq. That was Fort Stewart. Literally, it was Fort that Stewart. was the third infantry division comes out of Fort Stewart. So literally, that division alone marched through an entire country. Wow. Just them. I mean, Fort Stewart is a huge base. Um, my family's from, you know, Midway, Hinesville, that area. So I know a good bit about it. My grandma actually retired from there. She worked on Fort Stewart for decades. Wow. Um, I remember, you know, being in the, the PX with her. You know, as a kid, you know, trying to steal the little teddy bears Uh-oh. and shit they had. Not you been a thief. Yeah, yeah, been stealing. That's that West Side shit. Yeah, it is. Showing up. I ain't saying one thing about it. You ain't going to get me with the, you know, with the bad and the good. I'm going to take it off. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, nah, you know, so, so Force was a huge, huge army base, man. So just with that being in Georgia, people don't really realize how much you got Columbus, Georgia with Fort Benning. Like, it's mm-hmm. just so much here that. Those things can hit home. You know, my brother yeah. was actually stationed on Fort Stewart at one point. So um, him and his wife were both stationed there. So at any given moment, that could happen. And it's a big military conglomerate. I mean, think how many people went to school with our military brats. Yeah. You know what I mean? That lived all over the place. Um, you know what I mean? So super tough, man. You hate to hear it. Um, you know, you hate to see it. Uh, but, but yeah, man, especially with you having, having ties to it, you know, through church and everything, man. For sure, absolutely. Thoughts, prayers, and healing, man. That's, that's, you know, it's small, but it's all we can really, yeah. you know. That's, that's all we really can do to offer in this situation. Yeah, they meet the damn president. That nigga probably don't even remember what happened. Uh, don't get me started, because what the hell? That shit did. You voting this year? I ain't voting. I don't think I'm going to vote. I hate to put that out there, but I ain't going to vote. I think I'm going to exercise my civic duty. <laughs> <laughs> Who you gonna vote for? I'm gonna write somebody in. You know, I might write I'm my gonna name. Write you, I'm gonna write you and you write me in. Tip for president. Yeah, I like tip. that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I might. Yeah, write. boob and school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Vote for boob and school. I like that. Yeah, put this on. Put this on. <laughs> put, put that on wax. There you go. We just came up. Yo, if you don't know who to vote for, vote for boob and school, man. We outside with it. Whatever you need, we got you. You know what I'm saying? We gonna bring back. You know, food stamps. You know what I mean? Like easy, easy way to get easy food, food stamps. stamps. Yeah, easy yeah. food stamps. You are gonna jump all through hoops. You know what I'm saying? What else we need out there, man? Um, student loans, I promise y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make something it's shake nothing. with that. You feel me? You know what I mean? What's student loans? Put five on it. Yeah. Ain't it's nothing. It's up with me, baby. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Now, we can work something out. You Ain't know? nothing but some money. Yeah, that's it. A little bit of <laughs> sure. A little bit of change. Y'all got a whole thing with student loans. Like, I don't believe student loans are, is a real thing. Oh, no. Money is not even real. Yeah. I feel like that shit is a credit they put on your account that they told you was going toward this and now you got to pay it back. Yeah, like we just take cotton. Yeah. And, you know, we make it money and we print things on it. And yeah. it's supposed to be, you know, so meaningful. Shit, they didn't get my back in blood. Tell you that now. Yeah. Shit. Come get and me. I went to school three times. It's over with. You probably about a house. It's over with. You were smarter. You had, you had scholarships. No, you did. So, yeah, the first the first one was free. Mm-hmm. It's the mother two. Yeah. That, that I got a big tab on. And I ain't got it. 
And see, you can't draw tell for for your masters. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I left for undergrad. I know what I left with, so I know. Yeah, it was steep, yeah. steep, steep. But it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. God got it. Yeah. Jesus paid it all. Yeah, dude, talk to That's my God got, about it. Yeah, yeah, you ain't getting nothing from me. Mm-hmm. Call my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call my daddy. I don't know how much call my daddy. Ask him where is that. Hallelujah. Yeah. He said he got it. Mm. Yeah, because no I ain't got weapon. it. Hallelujah. Come on and worship. Put those ashy hands together and give it God praise. Work. It won't work. Hmm. Sure. So, man, we're going to dive right into the, the, the big ass elephant. In the room, ooh, um, the 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 beef between Miss uh, Miss Meg D Stallion oh, and Lord. young young Nikki the Barbie, old Nikki the Barbie. This is this is one of the, <laughs> old Nikki the Barbie. This is one of the reasons that we had tip all this week, man. Tip, take it away. So listen, mm-hmm. as someone that used to be a very very big Nicki Minaj fan, I'm mm-hmm. talking itty bitty picky, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking. This was when you know, like her. Her debut was around when we were still on MySpace. Yeah, you was on right? Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had a bang and crimps, right? Mm-hmm. This is when everybody was wearing like hot pink and neon green and, you know, that bright turquoise blue. And we were wearing that bright ass MAC lipstick, right? Remember so, that? yeah, no lip liner, just out here raw dog and lipstick looking Outside. stupid as hell. Outside. Very stupid. But so I was a fan in that era. So to see someone that kind of changed the trajectory, of music for women mm-hmm. crash out the way that she is i don't like it okay and it's consistent because all these new girls come into this rap arena mm-hmm. and they have so much respect for nikki mm-hmm. and the minute you collab with someone that she doesn't like instead of looking at it like these new girls just trying to eat mm-hmm you automatically put them into beef mm-hmm. like th- this is not a gang mm-hmm. like that's not you you beefing? Why? In this topic, um, when the topic came up, I kind of went through because usually with a pod, like we got topics, I kind of think about what my angle would be on it, right? Uh-huh. So in this, I'm asking questions, right? I'm not picking a side. Honestly, I, I don't pick care. The side. I, yeah, you, you for sure pick the side. <laughs> um, so <laughs> real hot girl shit. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um, there's a, a line and train of thought that. Nikki's beef isn't with Megan. Mm-hmm. That Nikki's beef is actually with the labels. Um, they said that there was a time with Nikki and Cardi where Nikki made the statement of this is bigger than Cardi. Right? And they said Nikki's had a, a run of beefing with these labels and these machines and these conglomerates. And that's more so what it is than that. To that small point, what say you? I don't think Nikki's a likable person. Okay. I think that for a very long time, Nikki dominated because she was the only one. It's very easy to be the winner if you have no competition, mm-hmm. right? So I think that when she, when her skills were challenged, I don't think she was equipped to handle that because every response has been some mid. Like all the responses that she's had to rap beef has, is on the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really think it's the labels or anything. I think, um, first of all, you know, are we really going to believe what a junkie says? <laughs> you can't trust a junkie. That's a powderhead. <laughs> um, but no, I don't, I don't think it's all of these labels are against her. I think that's what her fans believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more we look at it, she's not likable. And mm-hmm. it would be one thing if it was an isolated situation, but this is consistent. Right. You falling out with all the new girls. Mm-hmm. 
and the new girls that are your lap dogs, you call them do anything bitches. That's a crazy thing to call. How somebody. Tasha Cobbs get in yeah, it? That's cool. I don't know what she did. She was just at church praising the There's Lord. There's a miracle in this room. That's crazy. <laughs> and she's a do anything. Calling somebody do anything bitches wild. That's wild. Any and 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 to like it. Yeah. You, and to be okay with someone, a forty year old woman calling you a do anything. First of all, Auntie. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with, with, with being yourself. If you are indeed a do anything bitch, you know. Not you a do girl. I appreciate you saying that. If you are, Not yo, listen, it's a lot of y'all niggas who get cut in the barbershop, don't say nothing, or be killing at the, could be chilling at the crib and get sent to the store. Yeah, you got bring this. So I appreciate people owning up to being who they are. Yeah, it's just corny. You know what I'm saying? Some niggas mad. get sent to the store. Everybody can't be. The, you know what I mean? Everybody Somebody gotta go to the, the store. Dog. You right. Somebody you right about some, it. Somebody will get some rellos. Somebody will get the snacks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody okay. at the house and then it's somebody on the corner. Feel you me? right. You right. Yeah, come on. Right. I just appreciate them owning up to it. If you would do anything, bitch, you'd be the best do anything bitch you could be. And that's exactly what's going on. So yeah. kudos to the do anything bitches giving it their best shot. Shout to them. Yeah. Shout to them. For sure. Mm, doing the Lord's work. Somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying somebody got to do it. Okay. So the other part in this, um, and like I said, I'm just an innocent bystander in this. I just, you know, I'm just kind of been watching and and seeing. Um, I don't really have a, an opinion on this particular beef. I have an opinion on both young ladies involved, but um, I don't have an opinion on this particular beef. Um, so then my next question is, what is it about... Um, Hip hop, when it comes to to female rappers, that kind of yields the beef. Um, case in point, when Nicki first came in, obviously there's a friction with Kim, right? Absolutely, like Kim was the one, and then Nicki came in. You know, there are a lot of different things that that Nicki did that you know, one end said she was copying Kim, mm-hmm. the other end said she was paying homage to Kim. Right, and then you kind of slide down to the, the the Meg, and you know Meg is you know essentially a child of Nikki, right? Like what she's doing is a continuance of Nikki. She's doing it at a different level, you know me and Nikki. I think that I don't know if know, I agree with that part. Well, and I mean just kind, and, and it could be because see, her know, mama was a rapper. No, absolutely, absolutely, and not that you know what I mean. I mean it's in the sense of content-wise, kind of owning your sexuality, yeah. who I am and what I do. Like, I feel like that was almost... I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. rappers weren't really doing that besides that 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 lineage, right? It was like that Kim, that Nicki, and then Meg. But Meg took it to the same way Nicki took it to a different level of, of transparency. Meg came and took it to a different level. Like, yeah. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. Like, not only am I doing X, Y, and Z, I don't care who I do it with. Because yeah. y'all always do the same. You know what I mean? So, so it's a different level of transparency in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so when I say it, I don't mean it's a slight to make it all. It's me. Like, it's kind of part of it. You know what I mean? You look at it's sports. Right? No, you're right about it's, it. It's, it's a lineage of of this one to that one to that one. It's just that what, where did you take it, you know what I mean, when you had your turn. Um, but what do you think it is about hip-hop with women? Do you think it's a scarcity thing? Like, there's not... It's um, many skilled so. women rappers yet. And it's not I, a slight because, again... I think the girls are talented. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think that it's almost like... A lot of people have kind of paired themselves with Nikki expecting some type of fruitful big sister relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's not enough room for all the girls to eat because when Let's we were growing up, yeah. you get what I'm saying? I mean, it was slight beef. You know, it was like the whole Foxy and Kim thing. Yeah. It was, but you know, it was, it was room for everybody to do their thing. You get what I'm saying? Like all the MCs jumped on ladies night, right? Mm-hmm. So y'all got 
Angie Martinez. Yeah. Out the radio. Yeah, it's not off yeah. the radio show and yeah, on the track. Sure. Like, yeah, for sure. So I definitely think there's room for everybody to to do their thing. I think that it's jealousy, though. Like, And, and I know it's going to be little digs that, you know, you try to be like this bitch. And you know, yeah. you know everybody going to get their little pieces off when they rap. But I think just in general, women tend to be very catty. Mm-hmm. And um, there's enough room for everybody to eat. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest part of it. I mean, we see it in, in offices, right? You Absolutely. Get, get two women who are attractive in the same offices beef. Yeah. Off top. like I You got two aunties that yeah. get into it yeah. every holiday. All, all, <laughs> all the time. Every single time. They beefing, no matter what. You know what I mean? So when I think about it, um, and, and I thought it was interesting just kind of watching it, because like you said, you know, there obviously there's been women in rap. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's been so many women in rap at this level where you got Lotto who can rap her ass off. Absolutely. Right? You got a Cardi who can rap her ass off. You got Nikki who can rap. You got Meg who can rap. Like literally like can rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if we've had so many and at one time. I don't think time. there's anything wrong with it. Me I either. think yeah. and if there's one person that has created hostility, and I remember Kay Michelle even said something about Nicki Minaj. Now, Kay yeah. Michelle don't even make the same type of music as Nicki. Right, right. But Nicki wants to be the only one that's doing what she's doing. And that's not the reality of the situation, especially not when you sound the way that you did in 2010. Right. Yeah. So I... It makes me frustrated, though, because I'm not going to lie and say that Nikki has not had an impact. I'm not going to lie and say that she has not opened a lot of doors for other people. Yeah. She's just not a sisterly person. Yeah, I think that it's, uh, you know what I mean? I think that that's all kind of, uh, it goes back to the young money thing. I mean, I don't, I've, I've said, you know, to me, the biggest, more, most successful clique in hip-hop has been, Young money has been young money. I don't know if there's ever been a group that's had what young money's had on the Absolutely. roster. Absolutely, I agree. You know, what I mean, just top heavy. You're talking about Wayne being one. You know, mm-hmm. if of one of, if not the greatest, you know, rapper of all time. Nicki, you know, being the hardest, the the hottest female rapper for shit a decade. Yeah, you know, what I mean, there wasn't even anything close. You know, to what she was doing and then crossing over songs like Starships that you know mm-hmm. we played in the white club, and then she still got her shit. You know what I mean? And then also you had Drake doing what he was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as a group, I don't know if we ever seen the three-headed monster the way we saw them. You know, so I think that, I think it's it's a mix of a lot of different things. And I think it's a lack of evolution Absolutely. that has Nikki kind of in this tough spot. Because she even Beyonce rap now, right? Yeah. So I, I think that there are all these digs about, um, Megan and she never switched her floor, which we know is a lie mm-hmm. because that's Pimp C all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Nikki's inability to kind of change and transition has hindered her. Mm-hmm. We see that Drake is a chameleon. Yeah. Drake will go, come in your hood and act like he's from there. Yeah. You know, he's made reggae songs, soca songs. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, absolutely, and yeah. he's an actor. Yeah. Like this nigga was on Degrassi. So he's an entertainer, <laughs> he's an entertainer to the fullest extent. Absolutely. I don't think he's that she's the that rap flexible. Version of Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I don't think Nikki has been that flexible. All she's been able to rely on is that legacy and impact that she has. And sometimes the car runs out of gas. Yeah. And it may be time for you to step into another lane and do something else. But I think she's so focused on being that one and only person and the mother, you know, because all these bitches is my sons. And, right. and I get it. Yeah. And I understand. But go home, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I 
And there, there's a, uh, uh, a, um, a theory about Nikki's recent diss record to Meg. And it was a comparison to when Drake dropped Charged Up, right? Mm-hmm. And they were saying it was a jab, just a jab. And just trying to see. And then back to back drops. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. I'm hoping that's the case. And the reason why I'm hoping that's the case is because I wouldn't enjoy anything more than hearing a high-level diss record from Nikki and then hearing a high-level diss record from Meg. That's literally just Nikki-centric. Like, at this point, I'm being, I mean, at this point, I'm being petty and the music loving in me. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a Jay-Z Nas type. Absolutely. Movie. Like, I want names said. Like, put a name on that bullet. Like, I want niggas yeah. calling. Like, yo, say everything. Just get it out there. Just mm-hmm. go. You know what I mean? Like, you know, with the Nas and whole beef, um, I think it was Charlamagne who talked about it. Because always the beef. Who won Jay-Z Nas? And Charlamagne likened it to kind of you know, when you kind of just checking somebody on it at the playground in school or whatever, mm-hmm. and you getting the best of them, so they just kind of just go crazy, right? And, it's, yeah. and that's kind of what Jay did because Nas was really like, Nas was chilling, right? Oh, for Nas sure. threw his little jabs, and then Jay just went wild and said all kind of crazy shit because <laughs> Nas made him emotional, right? And I love Hope. Everybody know I love Hope, but that's what it looked like. So for me, I just want to see who is going to, Nikki's a nut. Nikki said she's a nut. She yeah. knows she's a nut. Everyone knows Nikki's a nut. I don't think it's powder. I think she's just crazy as hell. She's oh, never not been. I think I would think it was powder if this was out of character. This has always been her. Yeah, like, I think the powder never, just enhances. You it. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like she she I don't doubt she on a little bit of powder, a lot of powder, whatever. I think you it does enhance it, but this ain't nothing new. Nikki literally been on. Oh, this she's been a maniac. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember when she went on the uh, Joe Budden podcast and screamed at them for like an hour. Crackish, yeah. Literally an hour straight, yeah. and then popped up on. I said, no, they went to Queen Radio. Um, she screamed for like an hour, and literally two hours later, she was doing there. She was on the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah, it was an entirely different type of time. Insane. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's that's my hopes for it. I was wondering. I don't. I don't. I don't know if we're really going to get that though. No. Nope. Um, I think Nikki's capable. I think Nikki's I do. I do believe capable. that she is capable, but I even when. Drake, you know, gave us charged up and then back to back. I get it. Like I, you know, they, it was kind of like systematic. It, it it made sense. Yeah. Once this young lady got in the booth and read the tweets off in the studio, mm-hmm. it was just it was. I'm gonna use the big word, guys. It was very anticlimactic. Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah. I think the which I don't I I, I didn't like the song, but I think that kind of hurt it. Right, it's like telling me the plot of a movie then dropping the movie. Yeah, like it might have been nobody cares. Yeah, it might have more impact if you just went ahead and put it out. And then another thing, I think, and this is why I I think Megan is a genius. Mm -hmm. Megan came out with what's the other song, Cobra. Yes. So she came out with that first. Mm -hmm. I'm 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 gonna get on myself. This pussy depressed. Mm -hmm. Like she she put it all out there, Mm -hmm. right? She's giving us songs about anxiety. Like, she's already talked about all the stuff that she's faced, mm-hmm. right? So now when I'm about to dig off in your ass, it ain't shit that you can say about me that I ain't already addressed and said about myself. Eminem on eighth mile. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I think that that was strategic, and I don't think that she's done yet. She thinks she was prepared for the Nikki beef early. Well, like she thought that was coming I think or- so, because it started to pop up that Nikki has been taking jabs, like, at this Bigfoot thing, like, back yeah. in 20. 20- 
22 or 23, okay. like when the whole thing fell out. So after motorsport and, you know, that whole situation, yeah, she came out with the hot girl summer, mm-hmm. right? With Nikki. Mm-hmm. And then after that, WAP comes out. And WAP is a very big deal. Right. And Nikki injects herself and is just like, okay, so now you're working with the ops, you a op. And from that, things have never been the same. Yeah. But the thing I hate about bitches is, bitch, don't act like we wasn't ever cool. Right. You get what I'm saying? Now you want to talk about I got big feet? Duh, bitch. Like, I wash them every day. I put lotion and socks <laughs> on these feet. I got to put shoes. I got to buy shoes for these big, big motherfuckers. Big yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like, and I know that. You get what I'm saying? But at one point, we were cool. Yeah. So now and you my feet were the same size then. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. My feet didn't grow after we stopped. So and then it's just like so many tracked things that Nikki has been lying about. And people are like popping up with videographic evidence. Yeah. Like she's lying like and she was trying to get me drunk. Boom. Here's the video of Nikki actually trying to get Meg drunk. Yeah. Right? She's talking about you was pregnant. No, this was like a whole year before you even got pregnant. See, that's why yeah. I said she on that powder. Like cause cause the timelines and the dates are not adding up or she'll be a bad liar and you know i know a few of those we had a discussion yeah yeah yeah. Mm. your honor but (laughs) (laughs) amen amen it just makes me sad to see and i guess the other conversation around the nikki and meg thing is how far is too far absolutely okay i'm gonna let you nikki is about to get hit with a recall if she don't stop and i'm gonna tell you why Mm -hmm. gang related activity Mm mm-hmm at no point has she said, y'all stop, it's going too far. Right. Instead, what she has done is she's liked messages. Mm-hmm. She's almost encouraged the foolishness. Inside of the right. It's exact. Absolutely. I had a question about that, though. Because it's rap. It is. Right. And I felt like at the tip, and not tip, at the Tupac started a song and said, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Wow. I felt like there's nothing that's really, I felt like after Pac said that, after after um, Push said to Drake about his best friend yeah. who was, you know, dealing with a, a illness that you, that nigga sick, sick, sick. Like, I don't know if it's limits in rap. I, I, you, I don't, you, and you, I don't think it's limits. Be? I don't really think it's limits in rap. I yeah. think it's limits to how far some shit like i'm gonna give you an example mm-hmm. it's niggas that still on sierra post putting purple umbrellas under her shit mm. like at some point you need to grow the fuck up and stop right. you get right. what i'm saying yeah. like but she condones it mm-hmm. so when she it, it's like future really don't even be talking you know what i'm saying right. to his fans for right. real he just drops some music yeah. Nikki is actually interacting with these people, retweeting what they're doing, and kind of like condoning the foolishness. Fair enough. Fair and enough. I think that that's where, because now you doxing people and all these reports about people trying to show up to Miss Holly's gravesite, and they've mm-hmm. increased, you know what I'm saying, the police yeah. presence in the graveyard. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't condone any of it. I just, when I look at it, it's like, I think about just what rap has been, right? I think about when. You know, Gucci told Jeezy go dig that nigga. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's about, what I say, ain't no limits. Yeah, yeah, and I think about when we cheered for that. And it's like, granted, I don't condone. I think I, I've never condoned or never will condone speaking ill of the dead. Like, I think I'm from Savannah. I don't play it. I know all about spirits. We know yeah. about spirits. I'm from Savannah. I'm also Geechee's a motherfucker. I don't You're, play the games. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't nah, play I with the dead, man. Because nah, everybody like that. that's dead ain't resting. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> hey, listen. 
I'm still trying to find out where it is on Broughton Street. That lady was talking about. They found. All right. So with that, I, come on. So I recognize those parts of it, but the other part to me is, you know, again, what part of it? At what? How far is too far? Because I think to me in hip hop, at least just keeping the hip hop, that the only time it goes too far is when it stops being rap. As soon as it gets to be like physical, what you said, yeah. physical, when you're showing up to grave sites and if fans are doing that, the fans are doing that, right? But it's when, like you said, you're kind of, in, you're liking the post and the messages and yeah. retweeting it when they're doing it. If you say it out your mouth, do you say it out your mouth? You and say, the crazy thing, and, and that's the part I think that like irritates me the most is Megan's Law and Megan Raw. Like Megan already told us she liked to fuck. She do like the fuck. You get what I'm saying? Megan was drinking Hennessy out the straw. We know she would whatever. She nastier than a black jelly bean. Nah, it's facts. You get what I'm saying? So it's like there's... And then to be totally transparent, when your stage name is Menage, as in Menage a Trois, you can't really say anything about anybody's sexual exploration. Because they were saying Nikki went to Dubai, you know? And got her, you know, you know what be going on in Dubai. A little R. Kelly, a little pissy. You see what I'm saying? Shitty so, so it's like, I, I know it, it was lame. I just wish her comeback was better. Not you know somebody. I know some. Well, I don't know somebody <laughs> who did it, but I have, I have, uh, I have a a a, uh, a thought of a specific person who I who went to Dubai. And after they returned from Dubai, she was doing all kind of shit. Now I'm not gonna say who. Mm. And whatever, but it, I, hey, just I'm sorry that you saying that. Not you a Dubai hottie, whoever hey, you are. Hey, girl. Yeah, yeah this shit. Her ass started popping. Up. All right, cause Bible say get your money, man. Yeah, hey, do your thing. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I've never mind. <laughs> never mind. It's not about me. This is about Nikki and Meg. I, I, I hate it. I hate. I hate that it's come to this, but. Bigfoot, get up on your good foot. Like it's it's messy because I thought you I thought you bitches said that she didn't get shot. Right. So what scar are you looking for? Can I share you my my story? No, about that? you can't. No, no. Okay, okay. Thank I'll you. But you, it's that type of contradiction. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That people are now. It's kind like, of, huh? Yeah. So you do think that she got shot? Why are you looking for a scar? I think she got shot too. You get what I'm saying? I just don't think. Guess what? It'd be a whole bunch of niggas <laughs> out here depending on the nigga that didn't sit on the stand for itself. Nah, that's all I'm saying about that. Nah, that's a fact. No, listen, listen. The way and we got it, but listen, it's the way it got handled was stupid. But there's a story that when everything first happened and then certain details started that just my mind kind of said, you know what makes a little more sense? This. Mm-hmm. Just, just from a okay, realistically, what probably happened there? But as you said, <laughs> if I know that's what happened, I'm getting my black ass up on the stand saying, you see no, what I'm "Listen, saying? this is what happened." But you know, that's not here nor there. But I, I do, but yes, I, I do believe that you know, I mean, there was a shooting. I do believe that Megan got shot and was harmed. I do. I just feel like there's a lot of other moving parts and missing pieces that. 
didn't get discussed, but because those moving parts and missing pieces didn't feel the need to show that they were a missing piece, I, I leave it. And then I think the strike against him was that he was already a criminal and he's yeah. not even from here. Yes, yes, so yes, that was a federal defense. Very, very easy to uh, easy. Very, you made it easy. You, you made it easy. Yeah, you know, hey, I know a lot of niggas who don't make shit easy on themselves. You get I'm what I'm saying? Because all you really up. had to do was shut the hell up. I put my cape up a long time ago. That's you hear what too. I'm saying? And like, I really do appreciate. Meg acknowledging that she's been reading the comments, right? Because she told y'all, go go down there and put something on that nigga J-Pay. Mm-hmm. Set up a conjugal visit or something. Because a lot of fans have emerged from this. People that right. were never fans. It's just misogynists dressed as fans yeah. that are looking for the space to be hateful to women. We own to you motherfuckers. See what I'm saying? Like I just missed the chick, the chick's tapes. That's all I was saying. You get what I'm saying? I was a fan before. I was blown like fuck, nigga. Nah, I can't even listen to. You ever heard Proud Family? I think so. I was I was not really. I mean, yeah, but I, my I didn't God, know who he was. Hell of a song. Jesus Christ took the Proud Family, um, the the songs and turned into like a whole like. Thing. Oh, that's tight. Oh, it was beautiful, beautiful song, beautiful. Song. Totally unaware. I, yeah. I oh, live beautiful. in a bubble. Ama- amazing song, amazing song. But anyway. So yeah, I hate I hate that it's come to this. I do think that Meg is one. Um, just because Nikki had like seventy two hours. On a coke induced friend She had time You get what I'm saying It's kind of like She should have been in the stew You on live Bitch leave us alone I was honestly hoping for A Drake type of Yo I'm gonna put this out Cool Now I'm gonna come back Wait four days nigga Where y'all at And I wanted Mm -hmm. that Like I Meg didn't say nothing Cool I'm going again Just go again and again and again And all she really really said Was Megan's law And that applies to so many people Because there's so many pedophiles out here Absolutely No listen that was a bar That was a bar That was a bar That was a I enjoy spark rap yeah, I enjoy smart. I, I like I like when when that happens. It was it was that line, it was another line she said. Uh, it's escaping. Somebody's dancing to R. Kelly. It wasn't that. I like that one too. It was another line she had in there, but Megan's Law for sure because that made me look it up. Absolutely, anything that makes me Google it. Like what? The yeah, oh wow, you are like, smart. Bitch. Wait, yeah, oh, I like shit. how you threw that in there. Yeah, you smart, you smart. There, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, just I it. Again, I'm hoping, you know, honestly, it's over with. Yeah, it stays hip hop. <laughs> it's over with. You yeah. lost, Nikki. Yeah. Back it up. Nikki, I think, hey, at this point, if I'm Nikki, I'm going to keep going. Just keep shooting. And th- and I appreciate then, Nikki rapping because she didn't say shit to Remy. Did she? It, it was like barely some shit. You get what I'm but saying? It was like but, jabby. It wasn't like a real, like, but let you, me, but let me tell you why. Well, Remy, Remy shoot, bitch. Yeah, Remy, like Remy. Remy. <laughs> now I was seeing Remy trying to find out what she did to Pap. I ain't like that. But but yeah, Remy, yeah, Remy shoot. Don't, don't Yeah, that's Remy a shooter. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, we're gonna I, keep I it cute. Say shit to Remy either. Yeah, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I it, it makes me sad as a fan because it's like you had 72 hours. Really, in that first 24 to 48, you should have had some heat on her ass. You get what I'm saying? But now nah, you too busy tweeting. You too busy. You you too social media out for me. Yeah. You talking to the fans. Get your ass in the booth. I said it all the time. I said that with Drake and Push. Get your ass in the booth. Get your ass in the booth. Like I'm tired of that. Regular niggas fight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't fight. I get it. Y'all can't fight because niggas get sued. Cool. Take your but ass I'm to the booth. stool. I'm a rap now. I'm gonna rap my ass off. I'm talking about you. Don't you, you niggas better be glad I ain't no rapper. You see what I'm saying? I write me a song. Few y'all niggas. I'm very disrespectful. I'm very, you know what? They, they had a thing where they were talking about it's like a list of rappers. And it was like that these top rappers have like a list of niggas who they just waiting to say something. I can relate. I, same. I don't have any active beef, but it's a list. 
that. I, I wish you would. It ain't it ain't really no beef when I don't fuck with a lot of people. You look at me wrong, it's up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I, I definitely reside in the. Wish and see, you know, Meg got an instrumental. I think it's time. I think it's time. I say something. Hey man, go crazy. I got I got some shit to say. Go crazy. I don't know where I'm gonna start, but I, I guess. Well, <laughs> from the beginning, well, you've got a point. <laughs> from the beginning, make that easy. From the beginning, just go from there. Whatever, whatever it is, start at the top. Whatever falls on my heart. Yeah, it is. Whatever. I'm gonna call it shit. Testify. Yeah, whatever moves your spirit. There yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm, come on now, mm-hmm. hey, I feel it. Yep. So shifting gears a little bit. Um, there's a post that's been circulating social media. Um, and obviously we had that that trend that went on. Of course, um, blah blah blah. Recent post came out. I'm from Savannah. Of course, I left. Um, as soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what was going to come next, right? <laughs> um, you got the list of the folks who left Savannah who are better because they left. You got people who stayed in Savannah and are better, and are better because they stayed. Um, to me, I felt like it was a lose-lose battle, which is why I kept my mouth shut. Yeah. Um, you know, because it, obviously if you say something, it's, oh, you just jealous because mm-hmm. I left, I got out, and you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but what I will say, though, is I've also gone to Atlanta and walked in many living rooms that just had a TV yeah. uh, on the floor. Um, so, uh, I but you out the city. Congrats. No wrong way to eat a Reese's. Um, you know what I mean? Just, I, I just, I, I don't understand the logic or the, the, why this has been a thing. I think everybody that has some type of strife in their hometown, which a lot of people do, Maybe. you know, you know, these people, you grew up around these people, Absolutely. these people are jealous of you. These people don't really like you and never have. And now that we're adults, you know, who can type and use social media. A lot of people feel that is the space that they can get their thoughts off. Yeah. It's lame though, because people are going to be people. Right. The only difference about Savannah is that you know these people. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to Charlotte and it's going to be some messy people in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And people from Charlotte think those people are messy. Yep. You're going to go to Atlanta and it's going to be some messy people. You just don't know them. Mm-hmm. But people from Atlanta think that those people are messy and they ain't shit and they ain't going to be shit. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about what you make it. I think a lot of us have left and have kind of moved around based on our industries. I've changed industries. So when I was still in my public health space, I had to go. Right. I mean, I could do public health here, but it ain't for the same coin. Exactly. Now that I've switched to a different industry and I can work from home, I can live wherever I want to live. Mm-hmm. If you have someone that's into banking, of course they're going to move. Charlotte. So, exactly. So everybody's doing what's best for them. The thing that I don't like, though, is nobody is better than the next person. Absolutely. Because you want to know what's going to happen? If your ass drop dead, where <laughs> they going to put you in the ground at? Your whole time. Down here. By all this bring, fucking water. Bring your right back down here. <laughs> bring your right back. And yeah, and and that's always been my thing too, right? Because you know, I you know we we we're blessed to have successful friends, right? Yes. Um, we have successful friends that live here. Successful friends who've left. We have friends who've left, come back. Mm-hmm. Friends that left and never came back, right? Um, to me, the thing that makes it just kind of weird to me is that a lot of people seem to hang their success on the fact that they move. And there's the story ends there, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I left, and I, and because I left, somehow I'm successful, right? Like, I'm part of the crowd that left at the high school, immediately mm-hmm. at the high school, right? And I also am part of the crowd that looking at situations and industries and jobs and whatever, I found something here that worked um, and stuck with it. 
and mm-hmm. worked my way up and, and became one of the best at what I do, you know, in this particular area. Right. Um, I don't necessarily feel like I'm better than anybody. I don't mm-hmm. feel anything like that. I just know that I was, in my opinion, lucky enough to make a way yeah. in a city that, you know, for at least our age group, there wasn't a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of why I salute people who did, you know, who were able to leave. And I salute even more the ones who were able to stay and create an opportunity yeah, for, for sure. themselves because we recognize that it's not a lot of tools. If you leave, I don't blame you because I get it. It's not a whole lot here. The only ones who stayed are the ones who found it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or were blessed enough for it to find them, right? So, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird conversation, a weird topic. It is topic. weird. And I just, for me... I don't really care nor get annoyed until it becomes a fact of you're better because you moved. Yeah, no. I do think that, like for me, so I left in 2007. Mm -hmm. I went away for school, and I know that that's what I needed. Yeah. Right? My mom worked at Savannah State damn near 30 years. Mm -hmm. I already had a scholarship to Albany. But when Shaw came through and was just like, you can go for free. <laughs> Shit. Book I holler. Book <laughs> Booking it. Book you feel me? And so I knew that that's what I needed. I also saw the path that I was kind of headed down. I know that I would have been successful. Right. I think that leaving and going to North Carolina has opened doors for me. And, I'm, you know, whatever God has for me is for me. It probably just would have been a different door had I stayed. Right. Absolutely. So I don't hang the fact. And now that I'm back, I don't hang the fact that. I'm this and I'm that and I no because I think that I would have been a great person whether I'd left or if I stayed. Yeah. When people hang their success on that, like you said, on the fact that they left and use it as a talking point to kind of talk down on other people, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Now, if you're using it as a talking point on taking risks, absolutely. To because when you leave, you do learn a lot about yourself. You have to create an entirely different community than what you're used to. So that is, you know, that that's risky business. You got yeah. to meet people and make friends and establish your own community. Now, I support that because mm-hmm. some people need that. Yeah. But it ain't no competition. Absolutely not. And and, and that's a part of it that, 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 that blows my mind because, again, I mentioned earlier, like, we're blessed with friends that are very successful and there's never been competition. No. You know what I mean? It's always been, uh, it's literally been support. And, uh, Absolutely. And, you know, hey, if you need something, let me know. Or I know a guy, right? Me and Bods have, conversa- have, have had conversations of that we're literally a friend group of what you need. Yeah. I know somebody. I, and I damn sure I know somebody. Like, you know, just call someone, so they got you. Yeah. You need an attorney? Cool. You need a doctor? Cool. Yeah. You need a pharmacist? Cool. You need a banker? Cool. You need, what yeah. do you need? You need an engineer? Like, yeah. what do you need? Shout out to the squad. You know what I mean? So it makes it very, very, you know, it, it, I think it kind of skews our view, honestly, because we're looking at like, why y'all can't get along? Yeah. What's your problem? It's fake. Like, yeah. it's it's fake beef. And and even, you know, back when we were going to different schools, mm-hmm. like Maul was in Atlanta, you know, Ma was here. We down the street, Georgia Southern. I'm in North Carolina. Like, there's there's so much space to be you and do you without all the unnecessary beef I, th- I think it's just a competition like people just want so badly to look like they're doing better than the next right than actually trying you get what i'm saying like create a sustainable life create a beautiful life for yourself you you so worry about what's going on on their plate you ain't eating your food exactly exactly and, and i think the the main part of that is that in my opinion i, I view it as a lack of confidence right like you're so 
you, you lack confidence so much and so insecure in what you're doing. The only way you feel like it's valid is if you compare it to someone else. Yeah. Right. Like what I'm doing, I don't feel like what I'm doing is enough, but shit, it's more than what they're doing over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm pointing at them and I don't know what they're doing or what they're going through or what they have planned. They can let it down bad today because in six months, it's up for them. Yeah. And they just planning. They working. They, they going through a process that's going to put them in a position to be great. Right. So in, in theory and in essence, it's not your business. No, not at all. You know, I've always, you know, I say all, say all the time, you know what I mean? A lot of times people get wrapped up in what someone else has, what they perceive that person has, Mm -hmm. but you never think about what is they going, what are they going through? Like what got them there? Like what did it take? Because usually um, what it takes to get to that point, only that person knows knows, and only that person can go because God only gave that person that strength to get to that point. And that's why I had to chill on calling people goals because yeah. I don't know oh what mountains God. you went over, what valleys you went through, how close you were to drowning, how many times you done got beat up, who done cheated on you, how many baby daddies they done. You, I don't know. It's, I don't. But congratulations, and I wish you the best, and I love that for you. Mike, Mike Tyson has a podcast, and a quote was made on his podcast that said, you will never know how much violence it took to get this much peace. You see what right? I'm saying? And when I heard that, that shit immediately registered and clicked. Like, yo, like, nah, like, for real. Like, it was real because, it's like, you don't know what it took to get me here. And you wouldn't have wanted to go through yeah. what I went through to get here. All, That's you, see, why all you see is the peace. Yeah. All you see you, is you don't all, yeah. know about the chaos I had to master to get here. Yeah, you you know, you, you, say, you say shit like, oh, shit, you better than me. Well, you know what? <laughs> Damn it, I might be because you That's be, crazy. because you you're looking at it like man, you better than me. I wouldn't have done all that. Yeah, absolutely, but I did that to get what I wanted. This is what I wanted for me and my journey. This is what it took for me to get here. And you know what? I've had to kind of adapt my own thinking because as soon as a bitch fall out with me, the first thing she gonna say is Tiffany thinks she better. I am. Clearly you do too. Yeah, because that's why you said it. And mm-hmm. it's some shit that I'm not going for. So thank you as a former friend for recognizing that I do think I'm above certain situations. Like it's not the dig that you think it is to say Tiffany thinks she's better than this. Or better. I don't like at the at the ground level, I'm no different than the next person. But at the same time, because of grace and favor and who I am, I am better than the next person. And that's how I look at it. Like I don't treat people any differently until you give right. me a reason to. Right. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, and if I've never talked down or you never said anything negative about you, I, I don't think I'm better than you. I may think I'm better than the situation. Yeah. And, and even then, I don't think I'm better. I just don't have the energy for it. It's in my don't mind. Space. Yeah, in my, yeah, in my mind, I'm not going to involve myself with that. And if that makes me seem as if I think I'm better than you, okay. And listen, I think that's the other part. Growing up and, and maturing and recognizing that you can't respond to everything. One of my good friend Candace, Candace always says, if you have to stoop to address it, it's not worth addressing. Mm-hmm. Like if I have to undo. Shout out to Candace, man. That's my yeah, my Shout motherfucking cocaine, no go. Shout out to cocaine. Yeah. But if I have to stop what I'm doing, right? Cause I'm already on this high horse, right? right. With my bougie ass. So, <laughs> so if I have to get down off of my horse, mm-hmm. bend down to look you in your face, you get what I'm saying? Right. To talk to you. I've already, that's already so much energy yeah. that I have to use to get on your level. It's mm-hmm. not even worth it. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's certain things that I will, won't do. I mean, hell just in podcasting alone, right? Yeah. Like certain things I'm just not going to do. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm better than anybody. I don't think my podcast is better than anybody. Um, I know what this podcast is done. I know what numbers look like. I know the position we're in, but I don't think that I'm better than anyone. I think that I work harder or just as hard as anyone, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm better than you for it. 
You know what I mean? But I do believe that, you know, people see things and I, I the biggest issue I have, and this isn't just a Savannah thing. This is just, uh, honestly, a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that people point at things and feel like they deserve what you have. And that's what honestly bothers me the most. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I had a friend of mine, um, close friend of mine, who who said, man, boob, like, I want you. He's talking about me and my girl. I was like, yeah, man, I want you, guy, bro. Like, I, I just want to go home. I said, no, you don't. No, you don't, because it's, it's work involved in that. Yeah, and I know you, nigga. You not gonna do what I do. <laughs> like you not, nigga. It's a lot of it's moments that you had just in in this in certain scenarios, certain situations. It's moments you have where you sit down, and you think about, damn, do I? Yeah, you know what I mean. And you got to have that conversation and say, okay, well, is this putting me in a better place? And if so, you need to continue. And if not, you need to get out of it. But you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, people feel as if they they deserve what you've got, but. Yeah, and I say all the time, like, people, you know, you can say what you want about it, and it sounds harsh and mean, but I honestly feel like a lot of times you get exactly what you deserve. A lot of times, if you're very, if you're honest with yourself in your effort in certain scenarios and situations and choices you made, life usually, now, obviously, we all get bad draws every now and then. That's part of it, right? But for the most part, you get exactly what you deserve. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, it's a and cycle. Exactly. And if you decide to accept whatever bad has come, again, you're getting what you deserve because whatever you, you pour waters that. you. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, and like I said, it's life. We got bad. We get stretches of bad luck. We get times where, where you know, things just going left. Mm-hmm. And we can't figure mm-hmm. out why. Right. But if we continue to let it go left and we, don't try to find a, a way to kind of stick that plug in a boat and stop from sinking. Stop from sinking. It's gonna keep going, and then that's yeah. what you deserved Listen. because you didn't have the fortitude <laughs> to get out of that. Come on, fortitude. But my <laughs> SAT um, word of the day. I have a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Her dad. They're from South Carolina. They so country. Mm. And one of her dad's favorite insults is, "Look at your life." Mm. And I said that to someone recently (laughs) (laughs) and it tore them up. But what you pour is what's going to water you. Mm -hmm. When you look at your life and the situations that have kind of, you know, happened in your life. Now we can't help who we're born to or the things that we go through. Absolutely. You know, hardships are going to come, but a lot of what we're pouring out is the same ground that we're standing on. So you can't Mm -hmm. expect, beautiful things to to grow when all you pouring out is filth absolutely what's going around is definitely coming back around i think sometimes we forget that that's how life works Mm -hmm. and things don't get better because you're tired Things get better because you'll get better. Fatigue will make a fool out of you. I be trying That's to tell a, y'all. Come on. <laughs> come on now. I be trying to tell y'all. Don't nobody give a shit you tired. Nobody. Not a soul. Not nobody. people at your job. Your kids. For shit show don't care. <laughs> hey, man. Nobody. Your excuses don't care about your goals. And your goals don't care about your excuses, man. Go get that shit. You hear me? Like, in in you know... It's funny, especially as adults. And that's why I really appreciate, like, my friends. Because... And when I talk to people with the fact that we've all been friends and we're genuinely like we're genuinely friends, mm-hmm. like and we've been transparent, and we've had conversations and we, you know, what I mean, and we said things and told each other things and watched each other go through different situations, you know, what I mean, it makes it easier to say like, nah, bro, like this shit's going to get hard. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And we can say like, nah, like shit. I, I, I remember when you went through X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You battled through that. And it almost becomes like a shit. Why can't I? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it almost becomes a source of motivation. Like, man, I remember you was going through the same shit, bro. Like, man, you you know what I mean? And, and you go, you and seeing it and you go through it and, and you get to watch and learn from your friends and then you become better mm-hmm. by it. Because like you said, in my opinion, you know what I mean? You life only sincerely gets to a point where you you live in life, you know what I mean. You hopeless, you know what I mean. Yeah. When you become that, like when you just a lot literally of people give do up, not get tired of their bullshit. Come on. A lot of people don't. That's what I'm saying. Like you being tired means nothing because a lot of people don't get tired at all. You can be tired, but until you do something about being tired. You're just going to be tired. There's so many cliches and catchphrases that are said that no, that people don't take heed to, but if they did, it makes sense. It's like we talk about what's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over right, and over again, right. expecting different results. Okay, cool. Your life is absolute hell. What have you changed? Nothing. You do the same shit, right? You get up late every morning. Mm-hmm. You're late to work. You got fired. Damn. You get a new job. What do you do at this job? You get mm-hmm. your ass up late. You stay up late. You come late. You get fired. Boom. You're doing the same thing over and over and expecting something different. You're expecting somebody to accept you. That's a character flaw. Yes, it like, is. Like one of the things, one of the things I hate the most in dealing with people is, oh, that's just how I am. No, that's a character flaw. You need to fix that. Yeah. That's a problem. Like that's not And life like, is ever changing. So you're going to have to change. You have to adapt. Absolutely. And you see that in friendships, relationships, any type of ship, in jobs, like Things evolve and change, and if you stay the same, you will get left behind. Absolutely, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like one thing about it, this shit is still going to move. It's going to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And if you stay the same, you're going to be just watching it go by. Yeah, and that's where a lot of people are mm-hmm. at the train station, just yep. watching the trains leave, mm-hmm. watching them come back. Bunch of pennies with a hole in it. You see what I'm saying? Bunch huh. of pennies in a tin can because y'all slow for real. <laughs> <laughs> Shake their asses up real <laughs> Damn. Um, one thing I wanted to get to um as well is uh our, one of our favorites, um, Drea uh is dating a young man, Jalen Green of the Houston Rockets. Um, Jalen is twenty one, which ironically is the age of Drea's son. Um, there's been conversation centered around whether or not this is grooming. There's been a faction that has said that Jalen's a grown man. And he makes his own decision. There's another faction who says that Drea is a predator. Absolutely. And if the shoe was on the other foot, um, we would absolutely be ostracizing him for what he did. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Okay. I think that there is a certain sexual prowess that happens in that um, mid thirties to early forties age before you hit menopause and the girls just be really trying to get dick down. Yeah, it is. Um, but what I can tell you is I'm about to be 35 years old, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Drea is older than me. Yep. I don't have a lot in common mm-hmm. with a 21 year old. Your prefrontal cortex is still dangling mm. in your head. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like you, you, you don't really know how to rationalize things yet. You haven't really figured out what you like, what you don't like. Mm-hmm. That's why I said it does seem like grooming because at 21, you just, just yeah became able to get a drink yeah you get what i'm saying so you dre have been drinking 20 years now (laughs) you get what i'm saying so i don't i don't think that there's a lot there that they have in common besides the fact that they're black and she has a son 
that's his age. I, but you know, it's some money. It's some money in it. You get what I'm saying? And I think the sexual prowess and the desire for money and the esteem that comes from that is one thing. And I think that that ain't no way in hell. My, tw- you get what I'm saying? Like right. if it was, my, I know that there will be nothing that I could do with it. You get what I'm saying? There's yeah. nothing I could do about it because at that point. He's grown. He has his own money, but still, mm-hmm. I would feel away. Like as somebody's mama, yeah, I feel away. And that's the way I viewed it when I first heard it. Like, granted, if I was twenty-one years old and Drea came to me, like, yeah, I'm gonna do it, absolutely. Right? But I would also now, as a thirty-three, almost thirty-four-year-old man, I would also hope that there was somebody in his life mm-hmm. that would tell him, "Hey, boy, if you're gonna do that, do it and get on." You know what I mean? Like, that's not something you want. It's not a problem you want, right? Like I and, and I think it's it's kind of it goes to a cultural thing, right? Like there are things that boys are taught mm-hmm. that I feel like a lot of times, and I learned this the older I get that that young black women aren't taught, right? Like there's some things that are acceptable in our community as far as, for example, it's acceptable for a a young black woman to get with an older black man, right? Like it's acceptable. You know, you're 22 and your 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 man is 35. I've seen. I'm still right? looking at you. Crazy. Yeah, and we gonna look at you. But you know what I mean. But it, it's become a thing, right? As opposed to the flip side of it, like we're taught, hey, get in and get out of there. Like leave yeah. that alone, like that lady. You know what I mean? Because there are certain things, and we we're taught it a different way, right? Like mm-hmm. we say, you know, like women already mature faster than men, and she's that much older than you. Like I remember the first time I dealt with. A cougar, right? Like I was twenty two, she was like thirty three. I knew, right? Mm-hmm. This wasn't going, you know, be nothing be because I, and, and it wasn't nothing that she told me that said that. It's me hearing my pops and his homeboys yeah. and, and the rest of the OGs I grew up on it telling me like, boy, I salute you, good job. Hey, don't don't take that shit serious now. Yeah, nothing you serious know. to take there. I don't I don't think a lot of people just have like the. I don't know, like the contextual thought process to really think through dealing with somebody. And I think the thing like that that jumps out at me is this person is not your peer. Right. Absolutely. And often when you are dating someone older, mm-hmm. like even if it's like a 27 and a 40 year old, mm-hmm. that's a 13 year age gap. So, so when you great. were born, this person was about to go to ninth grade. Yeah. Right. So that's a whole 13 years of experience that they have on you. And I'm not saying, you know, that those relationships cannot work. But sometimes control is used in those situations because the the eldest person is using it like I'm teaching you something. I'm yep. putting you on. And yep. really, you're being groomed to do whatever it is that they're teaching you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're naive. You mm-hmm. know, like, think I think about what was going on when I was 21, right? Yep. Like, I was just leaving college. Mm-hmm. I just became able to drink and you know I did not know my limits with alcohol I didn't know my limits with a lot of things Mm -hmm. I made a lot of stupid decisions Mm -hmm. um I just there uh, there are things you were willing to accept then as above and beyond that now you view as the bare minimum absolutely if a nigga got you some flowers at 21 years old oh my god you had over here yeah for sure and not saying you wouldn't appreciate it now but you're not, oh, falling, okay, yeah, you're not falling out like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate okay, you, you know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's kind of the thing about it. There was a story of, uh, a few months ago um, about a, a teacher at Albany, well, a young lady who went to Albany State who was a teacher 
who was having sex with one of the students. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the first my first thought is what as a thirty some odd year old woman, are you what like what what how can you relate? Like what's you know what I mean? Like there's what even, no there's nothing to relate about, only control. Like what conversations do you even You don't have? even have conversations. You get what I'm saying? You know, like like it's, what do y'all talk about? It's no way. And then the other thing is, like I said, his prefrontal cortex is not even connected to anything right now. Right. It's just dangling in front of his head, right? So mature me recognizes that Dre is an unfit mother. Come on. She left her baby in the house. Mm-hmm. You know? Like to to go be a hoochie. Mm-hmm. There is no way. <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like thirty, soon to be thirty five year old me is like, I'm not dealing with nobody that's a deadbeat. Nothing, right? right. I'm not dealing with nobody that's an unfit anything. anything. But the clout that comes with being a young black man, twenty one years old, you have all of this money at your hands, and like Drea may be older, but she does not look older. Right? Absolutely. She bad to the bone. Mm-hmm. One of the best BBLs out here. Yeah. Like she's a gorgeous girl. Hall of Fame BBL. You, sure. Hello. So it's 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 the clout. It's the pursuit of clout on both sides, and I think this shit is dangerous. But you know, you can't tell nobody grown what to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know his. Like I said, I think about if I was twenty one, and I was approached by Drea, nigga, yeah, uh, I'm going. Yeah. Hell, and, and, and it's funny because on his end, it could you know very well could be a clout thing because obviously telling your friends is a thing. But hell, me and this is me at twenty one. Be I probably wouldn't want to tell no damn body. Oh, we it. know now. I was shit. gonna do it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> saying shit. We know now. Hey, mm, I ain't saying shit. Yeah. Mm. she better get her old ass on somewhere. And I don't mean old like. Yeah, and I know what you mean. Yeah, like she's yeah. Because I know how we get about that. Yeah, like yeah. even even if she was in her thirties, you get what I'm saying, and he. It's still a no. And the fact that she she's allegedly pregnant by this young man is nasty work. I know good and damn well you learn. That's that that's where it came from. Apparently she allegedly no one has hasn't been confirmed. Um, but yeah, the issue that people are coming because honestly, if they just doing what they doing, cool. They just linking doing whatever, cool, no problem. But apparently the issue in this is that she's pregnant. Oh, bitch! Right. <laughs> Girl, you know good and damn well. Yeah. First of all, mm, you know what? Good pussy management is worrying about your own pussy. Hey, <laughs> that is. Yep, but one thing about it, she is not taking that boy to that chop shop. That is being had and is over with. Oh, yeah. Cha-ching. He, he locked in. Sorry, I can't hear you over the money. Yeah. 20, 20, years of, <laughs> 20 years of allowance. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like Zion with old girl. <sighs> Don't piss me off. <laughs> I've been to Zion with Square. Remember when Zion was on the phone with the writer? You're beautiful. Yeah. yeah, you deserve that. Lights on, but ain't nobody home with that one. Nasty boy. Freaky frog. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, something I wanted to get to as well, man, and this was just me just thinking, right? Um, we, R&B has shifted. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I have, obviously I got a lot of different playlists. And I just wanted to ask you, because you, you also are a music lover. Um, tapped in. Um, I always enjoy when you kind of find a record, go back, find the samples, and, and it'd be like, damn. That's that my is, shit. That is where that came from. I, I love knew samples. I heard that shit from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I do too. Um, so for you personally, what's the better brand of R&B? Begging or Dirty Mackin'? Ooh. Dirty Mackin'. 
I, you know what? I was back and forth on this, and I said oh. Dirty Mackin' too. We got some good Dirty Mackin' songs. Yo, when Listen, Joe was saying all, all things the things your man do, won't do, baby, oh let me tell you God. something. Let me tell you something. I, mm. Man, hey, hey, I hear that song, I want to fight. Listen, like, boy, what are you? The fact that you've been paying close enough attention to me and my nigga to have a list of all the things that my man won't do. Come on. I already need to be on your team. I know he can't do that. Yeah. I know he can't do it. He can't or won't do You're thorough. I like that. I like like that you showed up to practice like that. Listen, man. Like, the fact that you did your homework that well, you paid that much attention to this. You know something. Like, women love details. Hello. Like, you or you dug that deep, my brother? Absolutely. I got to see you. Yeah. Yeah, cause what you it it was working. It it de- I, let me tell you something that dirty mac and stuff, it definitely works. See, niggas don't know how to dirty mac no more. Man, listen, ah, come on, like one of my I like they be begging, but they don't be dirty macking. Nah, when, <laughs> listen, this, when this nigga here came with this shit, this wow. is this is dirty macking to the fullest. Like this is this is ridiculous. This it. You deserve to get beat up by this. The girls I, were going. I saw you with your man. Wait, you so you saw me. So you saw. So us. you know. Yeah. You know, you know no, I got a man. You know, a lot of niggas like to play like they don't know. You, you in your bag with that? Come on, man. Hey, a coach bag in your hand. You saw. You saw what you I saw, bought her. You saw what I had on. Come on, man. You saw what I bought that girl. A thoughtful nigga. Y'all yeah. hear that? He's paying attention. Yeah. Detail oriented. Solution focused. Come on, man. All right, girls. I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. Dirty Magnus. Yeah. To, to, first of all, to write a song, a singer song to my girl, knowing she my girl, I've got to see you. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane, really. Yeah, boy, but let that girl post, y'all. You know what? Because no face, no case. There's a lot of niggas. Quite literally. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell y'all boys a secret, right? I would see, that's why I wish Eno said Ian about for me. <laughs> <laughs> you see how I just get thrown in the stuff? Yeah, you see how I get thrown in the stuff? I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> but I ain't did nothing. But so it's a it's it's a thing where it's nothing wrong with wanting to keep your relationship private, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell y'all a secret, right? Because at one time I, I was so <laughs> as long as Light Tip say it's no face, no case. As long as it's out of sight, out of mind, you give the benefit of the doubt. It's there. Mm. Niggas can play with that. Niggas will play with that. I've been the nigga that played with that. Oh, absolutely. I, oh, There's no nigga? evidence. That's yeah. your girl? I ain't, I ain't even know that. Y'all together? Wow. Of course yeah. I knew. Yeah. Of course I knew. Nigga, I know you be at work. Nigga, don't you work overnight at Home Depot? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly yeah, what's yeah, going that, on. That's what I'm pulling up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Of course I know. I, Absolutely. Yeah, y'all been together. Y'all got what, August last year, ain't it? When y'all started talking, I remember the boys told me. I saw Listen, y'all. and niggas be in the know. Hold on. Excuse me, boo. Mm. But there's this post on Twitter. It was like, when you think about the messiest person you know, <laughs> it's a nigga, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I shit you not, when I tell you, these niggas be knowing. The, they, know, they know when you and your nigga taking pictures. They know... What you got for Christmas? They know all the tea because they messy. They be in the mix. And this is the thing. Niggas, in tr- like, we we are taught to pay attention. If you were raised by the right type and Absolutely. you're taught to pay attention. 
So inherently you messy because you just pay attention. Yeah. And you know shit. So if it's a woman we want to pursue or we're interested in, we know. I know where you work. Yeah. I know what you do. And I never said a word to you. I know and all And don't these let things. me already think or recognize that you have doubts in your nigga. Come on. Because guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to feed in. those doubts. Dive in. Yeah. And I'm going to make you doubt them even more. I'm going to be the opposite. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever it is that you're lacking there, even mm-hmm. if that's mm-hmm. not something that I really provide on a full-time basis. I'm providing enough to get it from you when I need it. Hope you hoes is paying attention. Come on, like, I, listen, like, I've, I've been told y'all, look, I'm out the way, so I have no reason or no no, no thought to not get y'all the game. I'll tell y'all straight up. Look, listen. But see, the only thing is you, you don't trust the Dirty Mac. You never trust the Dirty Mac. You never trust the And see, that's where a lot of the girls get jammed up. Mm-hmm. You end up being romantically involved with the Dirty Mac. Right. So now he knows all your business. He knows all the business that he's gathered from the pillow talking that you've done. And what you know about him? Uh huh. Nothing. Cause you so busy telling your business and talking about your man and all the things that he won't do that you feed in the dirty Mac. Caught up in the rapture of love. And he gonna move on because mm. he's already studying somebody else. That's what he do. <laughs> That's what he do. Listen, old habits die hard. And that's the part they don't understand. You don't, I, I was talking to, um, I was in a barbershop a while back, and they said you never leave a woman for another woman, right? And I was like, explain that a little more to me. Mm-hmm. And what he was basically saying was, and it wasn't like just centered to women. What it was saying was that you don't leave a person for another person. Yeah. Right. Like if you want to leave a person, leave that person because you no longer want anything want to do with, with that, that person. person. Because yeah. when you hop from person to person, you fill in a void. And what happens is the things that person A lacks, yep. person B looks more appealing if they have those things. Then you get with person B and you find out, wow. Person B lacks a lot of stuff mm-hmm. too. So then what happens? Constantly you kinda, chasing. You're constantly it's chasing. You know, and it's so crazy. There's this pastor. I, don't, I do not know his name. I just saw this sermon clip on Instagram. And it was saying that when we were growing up, you lose a toy, your parents buy another one. Yep. You lose a ball, your parents buy another one. Yep. You break a ball, your parents buy another one. Yep. So what happens is when we start to have experiences with people, things don't want to go. You know, things go wrong, we get another person. Yeah. Things go wrong, we get another person. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way that we've learned to move through life. And what happens is you just keep going from person to person to person, blood on your hands. So it's stain on this shirt, stain on that shirt. And a lot of the, the issues that you have are really with yourself. Yep. You just hopping from person to person because you think that you're owed that space to be with another person but no i couldn't agree more with the barbershop talk and very seldom do i say that um (laughs) make you make you agree with the niggas i hate when y'all make me agree with me (laughs) but no i i agree with that wholeheartedly that sometimes we so busy hopping from person to person that the stuff that you're looking for is not even in now Mm -hmm. it's you yeah some point you got to realize that if this person had the problem and that person had a problem and that person had a problem there's one common denominator in all of these things. And it's you. It's you. And the issue is that you keep hopping hop like like things are work. And we talked about this earlier, like shit requires it work. It definitely requires you work. You know what I mean? And saying that mm, I don't like that, I gotta stay, you gotta stay in on that. I don't want that no more. No, put it in the watch. Put the tie pin to it. Absolutely. Like, figure it out. And all relationships require work. Work relationships, your relationships with your children, the relationships with your friends, the relationships with whoever you're romantic with is going to require some level of work. I think people just get 
lazy. Do you feel like maybe the lack of, and I don't want to say just two parent households because that doesn't mean anything just because your parents stay together, but maybe us just not being introduced to seeing happy relationships growing up kind of leads us to feel like I'm not going to do that as an adult. Um, I think, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I think it's also wanting what you never had before. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are now, you know, walking into, like we're really walking around in our very successful careers, right? And we know we're catches. So I know that I'm young. I know that I'm in my prime. I know that I make X amount of dollars, you know, every month. I know that I can afford to do this and can, can afford to do that. But do I necessarily have the bandwidth to be doing all of these things? Right. And I think that that's what the issue is. I think, the more people see, the more that they want. So my grandma McGeechee as hell. She called it long-eyed. <laughs> so that means your eyes bigger than your damn stomach. Yeah, it is. And you see all the you see all the food in the pantry. Y'all like little churn. Yep. We go to the grocery store. We've stocked the pantry. The more I, you see in the pantry, the more you want. I want everything. Long-eyed ass. Get your ass on damn Instagram. You want this. You want that. You want this. You want you that. You can't handle that girl. You boy. you can't. Sit your country ass down. You can't do nothing with her. You can't do nothing with her. Yo, I said this before. I shot tweeted this recently, and I said, yo, it's funny when I got these homeboys who I have a lot of women friends that are attractive, and I get asked all the time by homeboys who do not know said women friend, a put me on. Oh, absolutely. Now not. because I'm not a hater, I'm gonna put you on. But I'm also going to chuckle to myself in three months when you come back to me telling me why you couldn't deal with that. And I could have told you that from the jump you ever asked. You know what I mean? This woman is going to be a little different now. I'm telling you. First of all, she's my friend. Hello. In birds of a feather. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start at the top. She's my friend. Like, this is a person I communicate with consistently. Yeah. I know well. She knows me well. So just know that she has to be a certain breed and a certain cut from a certain cloth for that to be a thing. Now, with that in mind, don't let your eyes lead you somewhere. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like, that's not for you. Cause, and I tell them, I want her sometimes. I don't know about that. Man, come on. Okay, cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Because the whole head make a what? Soft ass. Every single time. Every I, single time. And but, I hate it. I hate yeah. that people feel like... Romantic relationships, like, I, I don't know. I understand that all of us are born with our own experiences and we have all these things that happen in our lives before we meet people and that changes the way that we do relationships with different people. But at the same time, God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be wise enough to sit, look at your life. <laughs> I, look I, at your life. <laughs> I saw a post that said, and it was so true when I thought about it, and I went, when I actually went back and it was honest with myself, thought about it. And it said that your love language as an adult is whatever you let as a child. I couldn't agree more. And when I thought about it, I said, damn, like, what are the things that I need as an adult? Like, what in relationships, like, what are the things? I remember one of the, like, one of the early, early conversations I had with Pete was, what do you need? Mm hmm. And it blew my mind. She asked me that. She girl, that girl, damn pimp. Girl asked me that shit and blew my damn mind. But shout out to my but, girl, Pete. <laughs> but yeah. um, the, but in that conversation, I realized things I was saying were things I didn't necessarily feel like I got as a kid. Yeah. And I didn't even notice it until I saw that post and thought, damn, you know what they're right. Like, I need X, Y, and Z because I didn't get that as a kid. In certain seasons of life, those love languages are going to change because what my love language was. Um, when I was younger, uh -huh. 
was one thing, especially dealing with how I grew up. And then when I had Mm -hmm. a child, I felt like it changed again. So I think we should also be flexible that sometimes you may need words of affirmation. And then sometimes you just need a damn gift. Right. My love language at 21 was a fat ass. You see what I'm saying? That's it. That's all I I needed. Give me that. Yeah, you had that. I love you. That's it. That's it. So, yeah. Also, be prepared for your love language to change. And as an adult, you need to be able to communicate those needs. Right? Because that's the expectation. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord, somebody. Dre, leave that boy alone. Today. Like, right. Today. Jay would say, today. Today. Um, Shannon Sharp has one of my absolute favorite podcasts. Shannon Sharp reminds me of my uncle. Shannon Sharp reminds me of the old head at the corner store. Shannon Sharp reminds me of all of those things. If you're from South Georgia, you enjoy Shannon Sharp because Shannon Sharp is absolutely 100% authentic. Right, he's one of the few people I can say that about because I grew up, we grew up in South Georgia. We saw Shannon Sharp a million different times over. Now Shannon Sharp did lie when he said that he got robbed at the corner of Thirty Seventh and um, Bull because that's Lester's floors. Anybody robbed Joe Day, boy? <laughs> now he did say there was a car wash. There might have been a car wash there before my time, but currently that's less. Well, less is closed, but at, anyway, never hear nor that. Um, but Shannon made a statement that at first seemed blasphemous. Then I thought about it, and then it seemed like blasphemy all over again. Absolutely. Um, Shannon's statement, there's a conversation being had uh, between Shannon and Ocho, and the conversation was essentially that Taylor Swift moves the needle more than Beyonce. Hmm. Um, now, <laughs> I already knew when I saw that what your thoughts on Five year. You know Hell no. I mean? They're but, not even peers. But let's, uh, let me see, let's see. Let me play the clip so we can hear it at first. These eye, Ocho. These eight, the 15 year old eyeballs. Ocho, she. The same, the same. Nah, had the Ocho, same, same, same feeling. Yes. I love Beyonce. Beyonce ain't moving the needle like this chick, Ocho. No. What? You no, tripping. you tripping, Ocho. This girl, this ask the chat. She's the closest Who, thing. The she's the closest thing to moving the needle like Michael Jackson that we've seen. This is it. Whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Reel it back in a little bit, baby. Reel it back in a little bit. So basically, for those who 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 need a little more explanation, um, what Shannon said was that no, not only does Taylor Swift move the needle more than Beyonce does. Um, she is also the closest thing to Michael Jackson we've seen. Well, first of all, and I'm going to say this because I know Shannon Sharp personally. He had a very good relationship with my dad mm-hmm. when my dad worked at Savannah State, right? Mm-hmm. Shannon panders to white women. Okay. And we know that historically based on his relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So th- th- I would just say that, okay? Sorry, Shay. Okay, but then... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, starting strong, okay. I think from there, I think that it was just a talking point. Um, What I've also recognized about Shay is that Shay's really good at football talk. Yeah. Impeccable. He knows the plays. He can see the route before it happens. Mm -hmm. He just has a keen eye for a lot of fly shit when it comes to football. I love him for that. 
However, when it comes to things like this, see, this is why you need to stay out of women's business. Because <laughs> <laughs> you upside down in your goddamn head. Yeah. Because there's no way. I think the difference is, though, who Taylor Swift is mm-hmm. and, like, how the Swifties are. Yeah. I think it's whatever you're in close proximity to may look like the larger group. Right. So if you got turned as white, you may feel that way. I, yeah. I don't know because I don't know what that what those household conversations are. But there's no way in hell that you can even compare them. And like I said before you played the clip, they are not peers. Yeah. They actually congratulate each other at every turn. Mm-hmm. But what Beyonce is doing versus what Taylor is doing, I don't feel like it's comparable. And I, and I agree with you. I think that the point you made about it literally depends on what group you fall into is where you're going to land in this. Because the same way we, we look at it, like what beyond, no, that's Beyonce. Are you crazy? Right. There are, there is a segment of a different demographic who yeah. will say the exact same thing for Taylor. Right. And you know, we can look at what's going on right now with Taylor dating Travis Kelsey and the chiefs, but the same could be said if Beyonce was single and dating Lamar Jackson and the Raven. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the same, you know, imagine Beyonce in a box, you know what I mean, watching Lamar Jackson run up and down the field. Like the needles move the yeah. same way. Now I do feel as if in this scenario, the needle moves slightly more toward Taylor, but that's only because of who's in power. Right? Like who's kind of shifting this media, you know, this media coverage. I don't know if the eyes will be on Beyonce as much because of who, what the NFL is. I think the difference would be if it was a, a Beyonce dating a LeBron, right? And the NBA's mm-hmm. demographic is a lot different. So, you know, Beyonce sitting courtside at an NBA game to me is very much similar to Taylor sitting in a box at an NFL game, right? Yeah. Like the NFL's crowd and demographic is still very much old white. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We watch it, but to an extent. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know, besides fantasy football, you ain't catch me watching a whole lot of NFL. Yeah. I, mean, I could watch the NBA all day long, no questions asked, right? So I think I think that has a lot to do with it too. You know what I mean? But obviously the Super Bowl is only one game. So as an event, yeah. it's bigger than the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? If the NBA Finals is literally one game, then it would be yeah. honestly probably huger. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I think that, you know, I, I can see both sides just from a demographic standpoint. But with Shannon saying it, I just as a as a nigga. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of distasteful. And I know a nigga that's pursuing a clout when I see one. You just wanna be a talking you know what I'm saying? You wanna have people yeah. talking to you about this. You and see, let me tell you something. Cat Williams gave us a hell of a start. Yeah. And I think that so many people are pursuing the clout that came from that, just clout in general by just saying something <laughs> that may or may not be really irrational. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. people are so just caught up in that space. And I, I feel like particularly Shay yeah. is caught up in that space and wants to say something controversial that are going to draw people to his audience. He and I think that's what that is. He wants to keep that going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Kat brought a... Uh, 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 level of attention he didn't expect mm-hmm. from bringing Cat on. And if you even if you look at the guests he's had since then, it's absolutely been, okay, boom, Country Wayne, what you got to say? And this person, yeah. what you got to say? You know what I mean? You know, Grant, he does have Usher coming on, uh, and I think that's going to be a really good episode. But, I agree. Um, but also Usher has Super Bowl coming up. 
you know, they're more for that. So mm-hmm. when you kind of put the pieces together, you see what he's doing and what he's been doing and where things are going. But, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I cannot. And again, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. You know what I mean? And there's not too many, you know, besides Adele, um, who I have a, a, a an affinity for. <laughs> um, yo, I got introduced to Adele watching a Wale documentary and never stopped listening to her since then. Like while like there was a time where Wale was like this is like the blog era. Uh-huh. He had some documentary. He was in Atlanta, um, going through the AUC and they were playing chasing pavements in a car he Hey, hey, let me tell you something. I thought you were black. That white girl knows something. You I said, me? Well, who the hell is that? So I went and found a song. I said, Oh, this is a little white lady. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And I still to this day I know Chasing Pavements word for word. And it went from that to rolling the deep yeah. to all the shit. And I was like, yo, this is why they got some it's I a little soul why, in her. I see why Rich doing it. I get it. Uh oh. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I personally could never bring a white woman home. Absolutely right? not. You no, know, my, my mom, you know what I mean? She, yeah. They she she would let me do it, but she talk about me. Oh, absolutely. Real bad. Real bad. Yeah. <laughs> Real bad. I don't I don't think I I don't it's not even a thought for me. I don't have that to do. Um, it's on your list? Mm-mm. Not one time? Mm-mm. I don't like how they smell. Never you never No. Dang. No. And see for me, I think because I'm a woman, I just always felt like this is some weird slave fantasy that you have. Ah, that's very true. I guess so I look for the me, same yeah. Way. She yeah. cooked for me. I got green bean casserole. <gasps> Yo, it slapped. It had onion crisp in it. This yeah. is embarrassing. Look, I'd go back and do it again if just for the P. Right. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> she hate that shit so bad. Oh my God. You know how often I get asked about that. You really? Yes. Like what? Did you like it? What? They stink. This one didn't really smell as bad. I just I don't know. Okay, sorry guys. If you're white and listening to this, I I, I truly apologize for my prejudices. But it's just I don't have that to do. Like it doesn't even and don't get me wrong, I've seen some very handsome white men. But there's nothing, I just, some shit I just don't want to explain to my partner. That's very fair. I just need you to, I need, I need to give you a look and you just need to get it. You know what the problem is? Not a problem, it's not a problem at all. We know I think the thing in that is, is that we like black, black. Yeah. Like we're really, really black. Yeah. Like not half black. Happy black history. Not kind of black. You know what I'm saying? Happy nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so the fact that we really, really black, it's tough to do that. Yeah. And then like when we leave, you know, like your grandma house, what the fuck your grandma going to say? You You get what I'm saying? saying? Like I ain't got, I ain't got time for shit like that. And I can hear that. Like your granddaddy going to come in the living room with a confederate flag on his hat. Like I don't know how I knock that shit off his head. You know what I'm saying? Nah, bro. Yeah. I can't do that. Nah. So nigga me, baby. Please. <laughs> and I ain't gonna hold you, yo. Get out has really scared me. Like it sounds cliche, but get, get out scared the shit out of me. Like I've, I was in a, a situation not too long ago, and there was a lot of a lot of white folks around, and um, I've had that flashback. Yeah, I tell you about it off mic, but I, I I I saw this and I thought, yo, I feel like this is this is what get out was like. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And and I, the problem with get out was that it was actually like. Outside of being so crazy, slightly realistic, like yeah. I could kind of, I that. could see this happening. Everything made sense. Yeah, like, a whole lot damn. of trafficking and shit going on. A lot of trafficking and y'all doing what with the mental, with the brains y'all do? Can yeah. you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute, hold on. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, nah, nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah, it's a whole lot of that shit going on. And I think the other reason why I can't date a white man is because I deal with white women at work. Mm. And I've recognized how white women learn how to use their tears and kind of manipulate situations. And I don't want to date a man whose family does that, like on a daily basis. Like, uh-uh, I ain't got time for that. Because, see, I've been on cuss everybody out. Yeah, nah. Didn't absolutely like Yeah, because I'm with all that. I'm with all that shit. Yeah. All of it. So like, I be done yeah. call my cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's over with. And a lot of the, honestly, just the appropriation of the culture bothers me. Like that video of uh, the white girls that were singing Baby, mm-hmm. like it really bothered me. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I just didn't like it. Like it, it really. And then like, so what happens if, okay, let's say I get with a white man, right? And then we have mixed kids. But then what if one of our kids like gets with another white person, right? So then I'm just going to wash it all out, right? And then they be saying nigga, yes. right? Mel, the comedian, like she has a whole little segment on this. Mel that went to FAMU. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you say black? nigger? Yeah. My grandma's literally black. Yeah. And then he go my stupid ass yeah. in the picture smiling. Yeah. Who has to? <laughs> <laughs> Who let that nigga in the room? Who let that nigga? That's my grandma. Who let that nigga out the kitchen? You see what I'm and saying? And then what's worse is like, you'll be, you going to be like a grandma, grandma. So you and they cooking. Yeah. You like to help in there. Yeah. My grandma cooks so good. She's black. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Fuck man. you. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's like with, with uh, Pat Mahomes pops. Like, bro, it's as black as it gets. That's but a nigga for literally, sure. Literally, like the washing of those black jeans and how fast it was a picture, and it had like Pat, it had Pat and his pops, Pat and his wife, and Pat and his kid, and literally two gener- all two, oh, two yeah. generations. Look at Diana Ross. Gone. I, all Diana Ross grandkids white. Gone. <laughs> Every last one. And it's crazy as hell. Like yo, they did a thing. Uh, I don't know if it was this year or last year with the NBA draft, and they were showing all these players like getting drafted coming in. All of them. Octoroons. Well, literally one generation away. Yeah. They're all mixed. One generation away, and it's over with. Honey, y'all got it. I don't know what them white women be doing to y'all, honey, but... Mm. I don't know what Larsa Pippen got, but I don't want it. Just a snapping turtle on the knee. Lars. Snappy, <laughs> snappy dugout. <laughs> damn snappy, nappy dugout. Because they want to leave that girl alone. Oh, Lord. She got Jeez. a ball, too. When, when Malik Beasley was playing next to uh, Scottie Pippen, you crazy? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You my mom's and then my pops's and then she was messing with with with, with Michael Jordan. Nah. It's a crazy world we live in. That's how I know I'm getting old. I'm starting to say shit like that. Yeah, you start saying shit like that and you mean it. Uh huh. You know, it's a crazy just, world we live we just, in. We just say it as jokes, you know, as kids. But now it's like, nah, like it really. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. My grandma got this saying, <laughs> and I used to think it was so funny when I was little. Mm-hmm. But she gets said, I know my race of people. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I think about it, Grandma was on to something because black people carry on so bad. <laughs> man, listen, we so bad, man. It get awful, and when we get to laughing, it yeah, it get bad. You feel bad for folks. Listen, like you know what, my fault, y'all. I, let me apologize. For black people carry me, on so bad. Yeah, so yeah, Grandma, you was right. I know my race of people too. Yeah. Oh Lord, we bad. Man. That's a fact. Oh Lord, we bad. I mm, Jesus. Mm, yeah, it is. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. I think it's all we need to get to. We got anything I miss? 
No. Mm-mm. I think I think that's the list. Okay, was that was that the list? Was that all? Okay. I, th- I think that was the list. I all think right. we got them all. All right, well, it's Black History Month, so y'all be as black as possible. It is. Um, do everything you can. Keep that going. Play some black shit. Play some black shit on the way out. You know what I mean? This is a black ass song. This is black as it get. I feel like the, the this cocaine probably was here. pure as Ooh, a Ooh, that shit. They was boy. in that bitch doing the oochie coochie oh and the oogie boogie. God. Ooh-wee. <laughs> Yo, I be stressing like, hey, I, first and foremost, like, I commend my mother because she grew up and was a, an adult at the height of the crack epidemic and the fact that she ain't never did no Yeah, yo, shout out to my mom. Yo, shout out to her. That's a different level of strength because if them 30s was like my 30s. She. Boop, boop, boop. Give me all of that. Ski slopes. You hear me? Feel me? Franklin Saint, nigga. We, huh. Yeah. Take Damn. me out. Listen. Shout out to everybody though. Happy Black History Month. I love y'all. And before you do anything, you could be anybody you want to be in this world. But first, you got to be fucking for real. Mm, yeah, it is. Yeah, yes, it <laughs> Don't is. piss me off. Yes, it is. Don't Ooh. piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> it could be any type of nigga in the world. Don't be no bitch ass nigga. That's all it, hello. Help me somebody. Talk to me nice. Yo, until next time, appreciate everybody rocking with us. First time, last time. Anytime, I always love when this side. Rock with us, walk with us. If you don't, don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. That's a fact, man. Until next time. Sir. Peace, niggas. Peace.